to Tabletop Radio Hour, your podcast for everything tabletop. My name's Zach, and this week we have the regular crew. We have Mark and Steve. Mark, how are you doing today? I am doing well. How about you? Doing very well, thank you. And Steve? Quite well, thanks. Awesome. Well, again, this week we will be playing 7th C in our actual play Flash Bash and Panache. <laughs> uh, this week I will be handing the GM hat over to Mark... And uh, pressure's on. And, yeah, the pressure, the pressure's on, Mark. <laughs> I did it for a week. And now, now it's your turn. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I will, I will go ahead and have you uh, go through the ritual you go through as you GM. Okay. Well, here we go. <laughs> um, we're going to be introducing Zach's character, but not right away. So, Zach, sit back, relax a little bit. We're going to focus on. Matteo da Capa, Steve's character. <laughs> um, so to start us off, uh, I always like to, to make sure the players remember what's going on. So Steve, can you give us a little recap of our adventures so far? Okay, uh, let's see. We um, uh, Mateo and Nathaniel uh, were assigned as, as as members of Vagabundos. They were assigned a mission by Queen Elaine to track down uh, a, a, an ancient religious artifact uh, in the Vatican Silly. Silly city. So <laughs> the Vatican Silly. <laughs> uh, so we uh, let's see. They hopped on a boat from um, uh, San Cristobal. They they rode out. Um, uh, Mateo was violently ill. Uh, they arrived. <laughs> they uh, stalked out the city. Kind of uh, investigated. There were there were two possible crypts that the uh, the artifact could be in. Um, they gathered some information poorly but spectacularly, and um, then they delved into the crypts, uh, spelunked a little bit, dodged some traps, uh, uh, found the artifact, uh, were pursued through the caverns, uh, made a cunning escape in route, grabbing a uh, book and a something else. Yeah, a, I, I... Fabulous scroll, treasure. Like a, a scroll. Note of, a note, yeah. Okay, a scroll and a book uh, were, were, were grabbed on the way out because they were very important, and we made a, uh, a cunning exit, which hardly resulted in any death. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bravo. Uh, slight correction there in that Queen Elaine is not affiliated with Las Vagabundos. So okay. This was, right. this was a mission for her. Not through, not through the uh, the the secret society. Okay. Okay. Um, Nathaniel, of course, being a friend of of uh, Matteo, did gather, get him uh, for his to assist with for him. But oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I, so, I was I was under the impression I was doing that as an assignment. It was just for buddy's sake. Well, geez, now I want my cut. <laughs> <laughs> Um, fair okay, enough. Good to know. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Mateo so, get a cut. <laughs> uh, Nathaniel and Mateo made it back to uh, Carleone, uh, which is the capital city of Avalon. Um, there was a uh, anonymous 
festival basically uh, in the uh, 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 greeting room, the uh, you know where the queen uh, expressed her thanks to an anonymous uh, benefactor of Avalon. Um, Matteo and, and Nathaniel stood in the back kind of quietly, knowing it was them, but no one else knew who the queen was referring to, of course. Um, after that, finally being uh, outside of the realms of uh, Corleone, Matteo has been able to uh, do some sightseeing and a little bit of t the tourist stuff. Uh, he has been given a room right in the Glenair Castle, which is oh, the, uh, wow. the Queen's residence. Um, and uh, you, are, you are there. Anything specific that you'd like to do or have done uh, while you were in town? Oh, he is the consummate tourist. Okay, uh, Mateo is, <laughs> okay. is consistently overwhelmed by the spectacle and grandeur. He has never seen sites like this in all of his years. <laughs> He's, you know, it's always been small villages, small towns, so he is completely starstruck, even if he doesn't know who these people are, because as not being a world traveler, he's only vaguely heard of Queen Elaine. Anybody <laughs> who introduces himself with any sort of title, he is a immediately going to fall down and gush over and mist. just, <laughs> oh, thank you for taking time to meet with all of this is incredible. Oh, it's such sights, it's food, such everything. Nice. Yeah, nice. Mateo's kind of starstruck. And to, to give a little flavor, Castile is a beautiful country, uh, but Avalon is a little almost hyper real um if if mateo knew what a um cinemascope movie was in the early days of, of color <laughs> it, it it would have that kind of look where you know the the sunsets look like a painted flat you know they, they don't look they don't look real um there's there's just something ultra beautiful about it um so I, I won't even use the word beautiful because it's it's almost hyper real. Um, you know, some of it looks it, it almost looks fake. It's so perfect. You know what I mean? So uh, currently, as I you are in your room at uh, uh, Glenair Castle. Uh, it's getting late in the day, so you're probably returning from a day's worth of sightseeing when there is a knock at your door. I uh, uh, open the door with a flourish. Excellent. Uh, you see a young man that uh, you recognize from the uh, somebody that you think you saw during the uh, the Queen's presentation. Uh, quickly looks over his shoulder and ducks into the room. Um, and uh, he turns to you and says, uh, "Matteo de Capa." I snap the door shut and swing around and, hello, yes, I am he. Oh, pleasure to meet you, sir. Uh, my name is Danielle. And as he starts talking, you realize it might not be a, a young man. It might be a, it, it might be a little, rather slightly effeminate male or a slightly butch female. You're not really quite <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, so, uh, he or she tosses you a, a small box and says, uh, please take a look in there. I think you'll recognize uh, the contents. I uh, gingerly open the box. Okay. Inside is the amulet that you and Nathaniel uh, brought to the queen. Oh, okay. Okay. 
I say, uh, well, yes, yes, I am familiar with this uh, amulet. Excellent. Uh, what I need you to do is take that uh, to an associates of Mr. Marlowe's. He uh, does not want to be involved himself. He figures he would be too close to some of the participants, and he doesn't want this scene leaving the castle, you understand. So we thought you might be the best candidate for taking this out uh, to meet his contact. Hmm. Well, I, I admit that I could certainly do this for you, but I have one slight concern. I, I would like to verify uh, that... I am not, as you say, uh, the patsy here, that this is an official request and that I'm not actually taking back what I have brought. All right. If you are going to be trying to influence the scene, we're going to make this a dramatic encounter. Okay. So I want you to figure out what is going to be your approach to dealing with Danielle. Okay. Danielle is... Uh, okay, so basically I'm, I want to make sure I can I can... Uh, wheedle the truth out one way or the other. Hold on, I've got... Oh, and I will I will say there are two things you can find out about the amulet. One okay. thing you can find out about Danielle and a couple of more tangible uh, opportunities uh, to glean. Mm, okay, good so to know. You, you can kind of pick and choose from those. Okay, uh, let's see. I've got... Huh. How am I going to go about this? Ultimately, I think um, there's uh, uh, notice seems a bit on the nose. I'd rather try to get this. I'm not trying to intimidate. I'm not trying to um, kind of like forcefully bully or whatever my way through. Um, but I do want to just kind of outmaneuver in, in, in the conversation and, and, and gather more information that she's going to, than he slash she is going to necessarily <laughs> let on. So, um, I would like to make this and because I'm, I'm obviously I'm Mateo. Everything is T Mateo. Tell you what, so, just, just yeah. tell me how, how you want, how you want to go into this approach. And then, then we can work out specifically the traits and skills. Um, I, I am going to, uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm go into, I was, uh, uh hoping to just, okay. Uh, a very large, put it out there and, um, I don't know, performance panache. Is that, that's kind of what I was hunting for. Um, well, performance is pretty much if you're actually trying to, uh, do, do something that, that knack, that, uh, um, you're, you're seeking for a uh, uh, you're, you're trying to uh, create an emotional response I see but you're but you're a little bit more looking for trying to draw out information okay correct? so then either empathy panache perhaps uh, empathy would work yeah I would say either maybe empathy or notice or notice empathy. I can go yeah, either way good. they're the same so but okay. yeah, let's let's do let's say let's say empathy. That seems more like a okay. Great. Go more ahead and like make your roll then. Oh, and I should get an extra die on there because oh yes, first time you used it. First time I used it.
Okay, there we go. Okay. And nothing explodes because it's only a two, or nothing... Uh... Right. Yeah. So um, yeah, so it looks like, what, three raises? And two, yeah, three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so... Okay, right. yeah, yeah, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Um, well, go ahead and, and ask your question. Continue your conversation there. Okay, gotcha. I say, well, <laughs> uh, says, so, Dan- Daniela, I-, I appreciate your time to uh, uh, speak with me on this, and I believe that we, I, I can help you in this regard. Um, might I ask you, said so this is to be delivered to a Mr. Marlowe? No, no, no. Mr. Marlowe helped you steal it, did he not? Uh, indeed, Nathaniel did. Yes. yes. No, he he has a contact in the city that uh, he believes uh, that delivering this object to would be beneficial. We believe this other person would be better equipped to handle it. Now, I would I would certainly be happy to, but I, I must ask, why is Mr. Marlowe not here in person to ask me? We are good friends. We go back years. Well, for that, you would need to know a little bit more about the amulet. I suppose you probably questioned yourself why essentially the hierophant of the the Church of Avalon would want a Vatican artifact, did you not? Yes, yes, that thought has been on my mind quite a bit in the past few weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the truth is, although the Vatican Church refers to this as the flame of the third prophet, it is not actually a Vatican object. It is actually a Numenarian artifact called the Mysterios of Ponta Agrotera, uh, somewhere from the Age of Legends or so it is. Um, and it was believed that this object was used to drive the she back to Bryn Bristyle. So this is hmm, could fascinating. Be potentially, this could be a potentially dangerous artifact. Uh, for uh, within the realm of the uh, Avalon countries. So this is why the uh, uh, Queen Elaine did not trust you or leave it with the uh, Castilians, no? Well, yes, essentially that is true. She wanted to get it away from there. And we believe that Nathaniel, Mr. Marlowe, would be too recognizable to take it out of the castle, whereas you are slightly less known among the castle uh, occupants, and (laughs) might stand a better chance of getting it out into, uh, to meet up with with the contact. It is true, my stealth and subtlety are legendary. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I can see that. (laughs) I believe I believe I can help you in this regard, yes. Um, Now, if if I may ask about yourself, um, how, how did you get involved in this? Um, well, let's just say I have some concerns myself about uh, an object that uh, could be used against the uh, the she. Um, as they are talking, you uh, begin to realize that this person could potentially be a she. Okay. In, in fact, you notice... Slight resemblance to Queen Elaine. You know, okay. It's obviously not her, but you know, possibly like a relation, or there is there is a there is some sort of uh, familiarity going on there. Okay. So um, yeah, so so she won't say too much, but she does 
confirm that uh, um, she, he, she does not want this in the hands of people that may be against the the she. And the way she says it, you get the impression that that's because she is a she. I uh, on the so subject many of, she's in that sentence. There's, there's <laughs> a lot of she. If you could read it, it would make a lot more sense because <laughs> yes, she yes. looks bizarre yeah, when you type it. S H E versus S I D H E. Yes. Yeah. Way too many letters there. Um, <laughs> uh, on the topic of character knowledge versus player knowledge, like I, you know, had Daniela pegged as a she the second the door opened uh, as a yeah. player. Um, Mateo doesn't know a heck of a lot about she and may just chalk the entire thing up to folklore anyway. So, uh, unfortunately, I think this may have gone like straight over his head. So, well, yeah, I mean, you've been around, you know, it's the she is such know. a cu- part of the custom of, of Avalon. You've encountered the knowledge that they believe in it and that, or okay. that they follow it. Whether, is it. Is it common it, enough that he would have been introduced to one directly, like as in his time, like wandering around the castle in the past week? No, not necessarily. Okay. And the other, the other thing is just because you know, they're a part of it doesn't mean that you believe in them as such, you know, they, they could be, you know, like, like vampire kids, you know, that, I'm a vampire. It's like, no, you're not. You got five teeth. Emo cheese. Oh my god. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, somebody's saying, yeah, I'm a shemos. Shemos. Very nice. Yes. Oh god. Um, So I mean, that's up to you how you you perceive that. But uh, okay, you you know that he or or she believes that she's a she. Okay. Okay. So, okay, so uh, so anyway, yeah, she says, my role in court is to act as a sort of uh, go-between between a certain group of people and the uh, the crown of Avalon. Hmm. And uh, so those are the people that I help represent. Well, that that does make sense to me. So I have one one final question that has been bothering me. If we're uh, if if Nathaniel is too well known to to do this directly uh, to to carry this to his contact, who may I ask might be working against us in this endeavor? Uh, you said ah. you know we might be watched by who? I am so glad you asked. There could be several uh, opportunities. Of, of course, obviously, the Vatican Church would be eager to retrieve this art, artifact. Um, the, they are notorious for absconding artifacts from other cultures and, and histories and, and kind of absorbing them to their own. So they, of course, still perceive this as the flame of the third prophet. Um, additionally, of course, the uh, Numenarians, if they have found out that this exi- existed, they might be out to reclaim their own national treasure. Hmm. Um, and uh, more specifically, the uh, obvi- obviously the separatists would be a uh, key uh, people that if they had gotten their hands on this, this that could be prove complete disaster for the uh, Avalon country and their association with the uh, the goodly folk. Um, and that is one of the reasons that we need to slip it out of the castle so quietly in case there are separatist spies within the uh, 
within the court or even close to the queen. <coughs> uh, Duchess <laughs> Colleen McLeod. <coughs> Not naming names, of course. <laughs> when he says the word spies, my the, 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 the hood on my cape just summon, suddenly leaps onto, on top of my head. So. <laughs> Hmm. Hmm. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate you coming to me with this, and and I believe I can help you here. Very good. What you need to do, she pulls out a small uh, sack of of coins, tosses it to you, and says, "I need you to take this to the um, Morgan's Roost, which you will find down by the uh, dockyards, and from there, give that." Uh, that bag to the doorman and tell him specifically to make it rain. Do you got that? <laughs> make it rain. I yes, believe very, I do. Yes. Very important. You use those words. Make it rain. And uh, the rest will... Uh, the, the contact will have your description. I'm sure he will have no trouble finding you. Very well. Mateo snaps to a very rough approximation of an Avalon salute and <laughs> and bows deeply. <laughs> says, thank you for entrusting me with this sacred duty. You are very welcome. Best of luck to you. And he, she, or it goes up, goes to the door, gives you a little flourishing bow, and slips out. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> um, by all means, there's no time to waste. I, uh, uh, I gather my things. I, I, I prepare to make a short trip, and um, I, I kind of peek out the door, look left, look right, and then whoosh, slip out into the hall. Okay. I, I imagine Mateo at this point, as he's running through the halls, runs past Nathaniel's door, goes, Goodbye, Nathaniel. I will not let you down. I am on a mission of the utmost secrecy. <laughs> Do not tell anyone. <laughs> So you're making your way down to Morgan's Roost. Morgan's Roost is a was essentially set up as a retirement home by Queen Elaine, a retirement home for her sea dogs. She wanted her sea dogs to be able to retire with a view of the ocean, so she put it right near the docks where the, the sea dogs come and go. Uh, it's a huge building, so most of the residents, of course, are the retired sailors, but a lot of the uh, existing, the working sailors also uh, go there to hang out. There are, are bars, there's activities, um, there's all kinds of stuff going on there all the time. So, uh, Mateo, you approach uh, Morgan's Roost, and uh, there's a door there with a little window next to it. Okay. I, I tiptoe my way up to the, uh, the stairs in the crowded street, and um, I gingerly knock at the door. Okay. Furtively glancing With left and right. <laughs> the window slides <laughs> open with the the doorkeeper there. Yeah, what do you want? Oh, good day. Hello, good sir. Uh, I, I, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to make it rain. And I slide the bag into the slot. <laughs> gotcha. He takes, the, take, he takes the bag, turns around, does something with it, comes back with a small ticket with a letter R on it and hands it to you. There you go. Right through that door. The door clicks and opens. And you're able to walk in. Hmm. Okay. Uh, as you go in, there's a small hallway leading into a, a much larger uh, meeting room, meeting banquet slash bar hangout room. In the center of the room, a roped off uh, 
arena has been arranged. And in that arena uh, climbs a one of the sea dogs to the announcement, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's main event. The crowd goes wild. There's a huge crowd in here. There's uh, a lot of drinking, a lot of smoking, a lot of rowdy, you know, chanting, cheering going on. And uh, the MC continues, tonight we have our main event starring the current reigning champion, Doyle Whirlwind McLeod. The crowd goes wild. The, the big, burly uh, high, guy from the Highland Marches climbs over the railing, you know, waving and shaking his fists. And in this corner, we have rain from the Vestin from across the trade sea. Uh, I, I step over to the announcer and uh, kind of elbow him and lean over. <clears throat> it's it's pronounced Ryan. Yeah, that's what I said. Rain. No, Rhine. 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 Yes. Right. Whatever. It's it's useless. Continue. <laughs> so, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, your bets have been placed. Scampers over and hops over the uh, the ropes, and we are going to play out a battle. Hmm. Oh, man. So. While, while you set that up, I will describe Ryan. Oh, yes, please do. For just, for just a moment. Um, so Ryan is, is about a 25-year-old. Y- you can tell he's, he's been working a lot of his life. He's, he's uh, you know, more on the muscle-bound side. Um, he is uh, blonde-haired, about almost to his shoulders. And uh, he has a... Uh, mustache goatee combo about the same color as his hair he's wearing a um, somewhat billowy um, shirt long sleeve shirt Uh, he has a half cape draping over one shoulder down to about his knees and uh, and he has various belts uh, going this way and that that seem to have no reason (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, that's uh, he's he's about what, five ten, five eleven, almost close to six foot. Hmm. And uh, yeah, he he looks like he's been uh, been through a couple fights more recently than not, just because uh, he has some some active cuts and bruises, you know, above his eyebrow and you know, on his cheeks. And that's Excellent. that's Ryan in a nutshell. All right, so we uh, are going to yes, me- go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry, Mateo, Mateo makes his way at home. He is intoxicated by the thrill of the crowd. He recognizes an audience <laughs> a mile away. So he, he gets as close as he can and is, is promptly enraptured by the upcoming spectacle. Okay. All right. So uh, we're going to be fighting. Um, Ryan, even though you don't have your, your gauntlets on, you, I'm still going to say you can use your, since you're not going against a blade, you can still use your fighting maneuvers. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I can do that. You know, you're you're actually dressed for a, uh, you know, for a combat fight. Yeah. So definitely. Okay. Definitely. So, uh, first of all, let's have our opponent make his roll, and then I roll two. Oh no. I think that's different here. One. Oh yeah, two. Okay. 
Yeah, a lot of high numbers, but only yeah. only two pairs of ten. Okay. Um, then go ahead and uh, make your attack roll. You want to do, let's go with Brawn Brawl? That makes sense to me. I will also say there's an opportunity for you uh, during this battle if you want to use a risk for an opportunity. Uh, whoa, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, one, that's fine. Two, <laughs> do it. Three? Three. Looks Three. like. Okay. Eight, what was it? One with the ten. Two. Three. Yeah, just only three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that means you get to act first. Awesome. The bell goes off. You approach. What you doing? I will go ahead and I'll just go ahead and use a straight bash. Okay. Uh, so forcing your opponent off balance. Uh, with your pommel or closed fist to render her next strike le less effective. So Excellent. yeah, I'll uh, I'll deal one wound. One wound, okay. And next time your target deals wounds this round, he deals one less for each rank you have in. It says weaponry, but in this case, what I use is yeah, brawl. Brawl. Yep. Okay. So uh, they will do three less wounds next attack. Excellent. So, uh, yeah, they uh, he will basically put everything into his punch and uh, hit you with two of his raises, which, of course, does nothing. <laughs> so beautiful. Um, so you still have two raises left. Awesome. Um, let's see. Go for the Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's go for one of those opportunities. OK. Did you say there was one or there was two? There is one. Um, there is one. I, I will, will go I will, for it. I will give it to you, but I will actually explain it later. So cool. You Definitely. have it. it. It will be coming, but not yet. Perfect. Okay. So you have I one still more. Have another move to go. You have another move. <laughs> yes. So I can't do another bash because it's the same. Correct. Same um, maneuver. It would be a second time, so I can't yes. do that. Yeah, I'll do a, a feint. Faint? Okay. So, uh, yeah. In this case, I deal one wound, and if my target is injured again this round, he suffers one additional wound. Okay, great. So, Well, he won't be wounded uh, again this round, but... Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, whatever. Yeah. I'm learning. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah. Okay. And, uh, so that's back to zero for both of us. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, how many wounds did that do? Just one. Just one wound. Okay. All right. Uh, yes. So reroll. Uh, speaking of not remembering things, um, <laughs> I forgot he has the uh, the boxer um, advantage, oh, yeah. which gives yeah, him definitely. one more roll, one more die. Um, and I should as well, shouldn't I? Yeah. Yeah. So you should have one additional die. Um, also. Okay, I'll just do it next time. Do you have the large um, advantage? Uh, I do not. Okay, he does. So ah. he is towering over you. Um, however... Got reach. <laughs> yeah. I will say that uh, he doesn't really get the advantage from that because you're probably, as, as a uh, Vestin, you're probably still fairly tall. Not tall enough to get the advantage, but right. you knew what to expect, so you're not that intimidated by it. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, 
we'll go with that. But uh, yeah, so go ahead and make uh, make your next roll. Okay, and then I'll get an additional die. Yes, you can just roll one additional die if you want to do that. Okay, so looks like one, two, three. Um, for me, because yeah. eight and oh, two, sorry. so that's one, seven, and three, and the seven and four. Yep. So. Okay. Yeah, there's three for me again. Excellent. <laughs> Which means you still have the the upper I hand. I still have the upper hand. Perfect. Um, I will go ahead and... Okay, I'll just go ahead and do a lunge. Oh, okay. So, um, you deal a number of wounds equal to your ranks in Brawl, uh, plus the races you spend. Okay. So, so you spend all of your raises. Okay, so that's six, so, isn't it? So I'll do six, six damage, and it cannot be avoided or prevented. Okay. Um... So that gets him to his first wound, um, and he is uh, just swinging away. He's going to just hit you for two. Okay. So Mateo cheers loudly and enthusiastically from the sidelines. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, another round. <laughs> we roll again. <laughs> yeah. And I would get another... Bonus die, yeah. just because oh, yeah. mm -hmm. yep. of the boxer feet. Huh. Oh, did I not roll the other one? Did it not come through? There we go. Ah. Uh, not so good this time. Well, let me see. One, two, two. still three. Oh, four. Whoa. Four. four. There you go. Okay. Aha. Better. <laughs> four is better than, uh, than that. Excellent. So, awesome. uh, yeah, you, you get two moves before he gets to go. Sweet. Um, I will go ahead and do... Let's see. Don't forget your special maneuver, too. Special maneuver? Yeah. What special maneuver? The the one that you get with your swordsman school. Or your fighting school. Um, oh, gosh. I don't even remember where that was. Uh, <laughs> Let me pull it up, then. <laughs> usually it's a winner. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, you didn't, yeah, you didn't put your your sword your dueling academy in there in your sheet, but yeah, I put it I put it in uh, in oh advantages. Oh, okay. Let's see. If that I mean, I just get a style bonus, and that's the uh, that's the when wearing your uh, oh, gauntlets yeah. under long sleeves. Okay, yeah, the style bonus is what we're talking about. So, yeah, if that's what it says for okay, yours, so then that's all you get. Um, yeah, yeah, I just get to use the the, the uh, brawl instead of weaponry. Oh, yeah, okay. Yep, you're right. Yeah. So, all right. Sorry about that. I was like, I missed something? What's, <laughs> what's, what's going on? Okay. <laughs> but, okay, um, but, yeah, I will just, I will, so I get two moves. Mm-hmm. Technically, because yep. Uh, I'll go for. Um, I'll go for a slash. Okay, which does what three? So just three wounds. Okay, and then I will do. I will do a parry. Uh, you might want to save that until after oh, his. Yeah, parry parries for after. That's yeah. right. 
Um, I will do technically the same thing. I'll do a bash. A bash? <laughs> so, um, yeah. Okay, which does one? Uh, does one wound, and I uh, I prevent three damage. Okay. Um, yep. Which will stop his two raises. <laughs> Perfect. Dead. So, yeah. And you, so you have two more uh, attacks to go, or two more raises to use. Let's see. Uh, Were there any more opportunities left for this guy, or? Yeah, it was there was only one. Just the one, there. yeah. Okay, okay. And then I will go ahead and do another lunge. So this time it'll do five damage. Five, okay. Right. How many raises you spend? Um. And. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So yeah, so five. Okay. This time. So you have done three dramatic wounds to him now. So he is <laughs> he's staggering. Um so one more one more round. Let's see what we can do. Yeah, let's go. Um and that uh-huh, ten. Mm. Oh man. He was I just shy two. of he was just shy of four this time. Oh, Two, three, four, five. Five for you? Nice. Yeah. Two tens. Yeah. That's two. Okay. Three, four, yeah, five. Um, yeah, you are at the top of the round. I just did a lunge, didn't I? You just did, yeah. Eh, you know what? I could have I could have I could have finished it off. <laughs> uh let's see. Well yeah, but you can save that for your second round second action. And still get it in before oh, he does anything. Technically, yes. Um, I will do, just to be safe, I'll do a bash. Okay. So uh, one wound. Mm-hmm. And then I will do a lunge. So that will be... Um, or seven. seven. Yeah, which... <laughs> more than enough. Boom. He goes down. The crowd goes wild. Um, some Yay! of the crowd goes wild. Some of the others are... are Yelling, screaming, complaining, ripping their tickets in half, and little salty. Mateo was losing his mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, Um, that was amazing. Actually, (laughs) what happened uh, during the fight, um, Rain? You saw as soon as he came in. Ryan, sorry, I will get that eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, announcer! I'm Avalon. They're going to mispronounce it. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Um, but technically, I've been in Avalon for years. They've been mispronouncing <laughs> it for years. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. Um, before the, as you were climbing in the ring, you saw uh-huh. Mateo enter the room. You've been, you were given this description, and uh, so you instantly recognize him. He's pretty easy to pick out in a crowd. So, uh, you know, you know that uh, that's the person that you're supposed to contact after the fight. Mm. Okay. However. During the fight, you notice another person uh, slide up to Mateo and begin conversing with him. And they're conversing throughout the fight. Well, I think that'll be it for this episode of Flash, Bash, and Panache. Like always, you can find this episode on soundcloud.com slash tabletopradiohour and on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at TabletopCast if you have any questions or comments. We also have an email address. 
It is Tabletop Radio Hour at yahoo.com. Our website, tabletopradiohour.wordpress.com. You can find information about our Patreon page on our website. I want to thank you all for listening, and keep rolling 20s. Thank you.